Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. This is Mike Ganser from Aqueous, and this podcast is In The Loop. The Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. Visit OsirisPod.com to check out our shows. Osiris works in partnership with Jambase, which connects music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Check them out at Jambase.com. Hey everybody, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. I'm here in Washington, D.C. with a special guest who who is visiting us from far away in the south. <laughs> That's where we all come from. <laughs> this is Harvey, who's the co-host uh, of Bluest Tape, one of uh, the Osiris Network's podcasts and a podcast that focuses on widespread panic. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for, for coming. This we We are doing a crossover episode where... I was just a guest on on Bluest Tape, which people can check out if they want to hear me try to explain widespread panic <laughs> and, and what I heard. And Harvey is going to talk about we're going to talk about fish with Harvey here. And we just realized that last year we went to a show here in D.C. the Golden Gate Wingmen, mm-hmm. and it was the, it was like two days to the. It was the same week. Same week. Yeah. Because you're here for the same event right every year. Yep. So good to have you back. Yeah. And now we're actually doing podcast instead of just going to see music i don't know what i'd rather do but (laughs) right 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 so what we're doing here is we're we've each um suggested three shows to each other so on bluest tape we talked about three shows that that harvey recommended of widespread shows which i had a really good time listening to so now we're going to talk about the three shows that that i recommended to harvey in terms of fish and people are going to 
people are going to tell me that I picked the wrong shows and they're going to tell me really? that I should have. Is Fish Twitter a thing? Fish Twitter is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know it is. I'm going to get. I've, I've seen touches of it and I'm really quite concerned about what's going to happen after this podcast what, about what I'm going to get. What's really great is we have listeners who are not at all worried about, you know, sending us their opinions, which we like when they do. So we did. Well, we'll talk about the shows in a little while because I'm curious what people think, how, how my choices were. But like you, I'm sure you. Like you said, it was, it's hard to choose three shows from across a 30-year career of a band. So Yeah, but I'll give you mad props because I feel like you did a really good job. Oh, of, thanks. Um, I mean, I have no idea. Like, maybe you <laughs> made the wrong choices. But but as far as, like, what my experience of being able to hear, you know, different um, eras and sounds, uh, it was cool. Cool. So before we get into it, tell tell our listeners a little bit about Bluest Tape and, and how how that project came to be. Um, yeah, so uh, me and my buddy Jeff Colath from, uh, you know, we used to go see Panic Show. Well, I guess we still do, but um, we would go see Panic Shows together uh, back in the late 90s. And um, our, I mean, we met, I think, on the internet, like on AOL Instant Messenger, like actually on AOL, like, you know, the Instant Messenger inside the app of AOL. <laughs> that was a thing, we kids. We needed to start it up, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh and then just you know started chatting and then it got to the point where we would talk every couple of weeks and just talk about like what we had been listening to um often panic but not always but it was like oh did you hear the show from you know i found this show from you know summer 96 and it's you know, i haven't heard this one before or whatever and uh and then we just decided we would start to record those things those conversations and it, it it's been a really good exercise in um discovering i mean the great thing about these bands, Fish and Widespread Panic and The Grateful Dead, is that the um, the archive of live recordings that's available to us is, you know, pretty much endless, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I maybe you could listen to everyone, but that would take a long time. <laughs> I find it really challenging. I mean, even with Fish, you know, who has not, you know, I don't know. It's really hard. Yeah, and so this was like an entry point. Right, like yeah. so. Let's figure out ways to f discover. And I mean, I've listened to more shows in the last two years that I hadn't ever heard. I mean, because I would always just go back to the ones that I knew. Right, you know, you know that these are great shows, and like you know, and so it's good to kind of get out of your comfort zone and listen to um, some show that you would never otherwise listen to, and you find a sort of like moment of magic. Right, and um, so uh, so that's that's been the main, you know reason for it and uh we've had a lot of fun i hope that the people that have listened have too yeah it's cool i mean and it's like a little bit similar to what we do with hf pod it's like challenging ourselves to go outside of our own mm -hmm. comfort zones right so it's not just like going back to the same same shows you've always listened to did you um before we get into the shows did you have a uh, any history with fish like have you seen fish what's your sort of background with, with how the is band? the band spelled <laughs> No, no. Um, okay. That's a good place to start. Uh, so my history with fish. Um, my, so <clears throat> I'll go way back. My older sister, I have, I have an older sister who uh, went to the University of Georgia. Uh, she was there from uh, 91 to 94, mm -hmm. I think. And um, so she introduced me to a lot of good music. Um, and she would come... I mean, she she introduced me. Obviously, widespread panic was a big, uh, you know, thing in in Athens in the early '90s, and uh, you know, the, my first first, you know, uh, notes of widespread panic that I heard were, was you know the Mom's Kitchen CD that my sister brought home mm -hmm. from from college. <laughs> um, she also brought home a cassette of Dave Matthews Band "Remember Two Things" in like the fall of '93 mm -hmm. that like nobody had ever heard of this band before, and it was like this is. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, it felt like you were just like happened upon this treasure. Of, yeah. You know what I mean? That's so and, cool. Um, How much older was she? So she's three and a half years older. Okay. And so I don't think she brought home the, the fish, but I owned Rift. Mm -hmm. And I think I just went to the record store and was, I don't know if I like asked them for, you know, like here's what I'm into. I don't think, I think I just like, it's one of those things where you just like pick up the tape and you're like, huh, this looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, maybe, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, but I had, I had Rift on cassette in, you know, when, when it was the newest Fish album. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, they come out in 93, 92? Yeah, 90, 
92, uh, 93. Okay. So this, yeah. So this was probably summer 93. It might've been like, you know, cause I was, my first panic show was Horde 93. And so that may have actually, that might've been the, the Genesis was like getting into Horde knowing that fish was, you know, in Horde the year before. And yeah. like, maybe I'd check those guys out. Yep. And so, so I had Rift and I, I mean, to be honest, I wore the fuck out of that tape. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I still, to this day, love Rift. It is a it's great really album. Good. It's my favorite. It's and, my favorite um, Fish album. Oh, sure. so I have great taste. Yeah, great apparently. taste. <laughs> um, Except for the people who listen to this podcast who think I have terrible taste. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I listened to, to Rift. Now, I mean, to be honest, I, I did think of them as, you know, it was different, right? Yeah. I mean, it was like... I wasn't gonna. I wouldn't say it's like a. It was a joke band, but I mean yep. they they did weird things, yep. right? And that was cool, but it definitely wasn't like. I guess I kind of put them in a slightly separate class of mm-hmm. like the other bands, you know, Blues Traveler or Watchword Panic or the the other bands that I was listening to. But yep. but I still listened to the hell out of it. Yep. Um. So listen to that. Um. You know, I started college in the fall of '94. When did Hoist come out? Uh, around then. Yep. Yeah. So Ain't Life Grand, Widespread Panics, Ain't Life Grand, and Fish's Hoist both came out around the same time in 94, my freshman year in college. And, you know, everybody had it. Yeah. And I love that album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still, uh, you know, I'll put that on. I don't know. Is that is that a hot take around here? Yeah, no, I think it's okay. good. Okay. I, okay. All right. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't listen to any Fish albums at all. Oh, really? So I think, huh. you know, like if you haven't listened to Hoist in a while, you should go back and listen yeah. to it. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of those where like I won't listen to it for a couple of years and I'll put it on and I'll be like, damn this is really good yeah. um so so i had that um so i was you know i was a pretty decent fish fan you know i, w- I had i had never seen them live yeah but they didn't really come down to new orleans much i don't know that they ever played down there when i was in high school yeah they might um, not have you know in the in the early to mid 90s it's interesting um, i feel like there's a couple shows from 92 93 but I'd have to look them up, which I will do eventually. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, but I felt like I didn't have many opportunities. Yep. Um, so the first, my first and only fish show <laughs> uh, was uh, Deer Creek in uh, 1996. Okay. 813. Yeah. Sorry. 813. Yep. Okay. Uh, Divided Sky Opener. Yeah. Um, and it was a great show. That's cool. I had a really good time. That's a good. That's that's a really good place to start. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it was a two night run, right? I think I saw the second night. Yeah, yeah, eight twelve um, and eight thirteen. Yep. Summer ninety six was like prime concert going for me. I saw Almond Brothers that that summer. Saw Panic a bunch. Saw Fish. Um, that was a good time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I will say, um, I was not a huge fan of the. Uh, the everything outside of the concert mm-hmm. at, at Deer Creek yep. in 96. Yep. Uh, and I always have, have chalked it up to the fact that that was the first summer without Garcia and that fish got all of the trash from, from the dead. I don't know if that's true, but no, panic wasn't big yeah. enough to take much of it on yeah. at that point. Yeah. I think and there I think was a lot that fish got a lot of it and that just, it just kind of turned me off yep. and it really wasn't anything to do with the show. It was just like, these are not, the people that I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I, that sounds terrible as it comes out of my mouth. I don't mean that to the people that are listening. Yeah. I'm, you guys you are just, all really good just, people. But you were just not, you were just turned off by the scene. And it was like, I mean, I, if I have and a fine... much bigger then too. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if I have a finite number of co- concerts to go to in my life, this is not... Yeah. I want to go, I'm going to go follow Panic Around or I'm going to go see whoever else. Yeah. This wasn't, this wasn't my scene. So, um, I still would listen to it. I think part of it too, and God, I mean, I hope none of these people are listening. They might be, <laughs> but um, some of like my college friends that were huge fish fans, mm-hmm. and um, like Fall '95 was a big. They played up in uh, at the Louisville Gardens. Yep, ten twenty nine ninety five. Sorry, I think that's right. Um, see, that. I, got, I have things you, you in there. That. You're, you're in there. This is good. That was right before the Rosemont Horizon show. It was, <laughs> um, and a bunch of people went to that. That was. The, I mean, I used to listen to those tapes, um, but. The people that like I hung around with that were fish fans were generally kind of dicks about mm-hmm. being fish fans, mm-hmm. and you know, and it wasn't like uh, I mean I just I don't want to get into this because mm-hmm. I don't think it's a real thing, but but that was just like that was another reason to not like kind of go yeah you know and so um, so I still would listen to it and I still to this day listen to them every once in a while, um, but I definitely appreciated the stuff that you sent me and um, that. You know, 
that's a that's a good entry point for me to get back into it. Yeah. But, um, well, that, does that does that answer the question? Yeah, that does. That that eight thirteen ninety six show is, you know, recognized as as a very good show. So Fish.net has show ratings that are out of five, and that show is four point five eight out of five. So so is like very highly rated, and yeah. it was also officially released by the band as in yeah, the yeah, live fish I mean, series. I, I so. And the I think mics, I bought those CDs at Best Buy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the Mike song in there is um, a, a, a real masterpiece. So if, if if anyone hasn't heard that, they should go back to eight thirteen ninety six. So that's cool. That's your only my only crazy fish show. only fish show. Right. So so I can you believe that? I mean, it's like that I'm still alive. That I'm yeah, on fish I mean ones. exactly right. That's, and by the way, I'm on Twitter. I'm at R, uh, at at row J. So if you need. <laughs> That's really that's, that's really not nice. <laughs> <laughs> sending sending people to Jonathan. Um, okay, so one thing that we didn't talk about on Blue's Tape, we talked about a lot and a lot of the similarities in the career arcs of, of Fish and, and Widespread Panic. We didn't talk a ton about the the influences, which I think we should. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because good. it seems like The Grateful Dead is maybe like the easiest. It's the middle of the Venn, Venn diagram. Exactly, mm. but, but there's so much else. I mean, there's... There's the Allman Brothers on the like, and then there's a lot of like, classic rock, I'm sure. And then there's just like the Colonel Bruce and all that. that well, that's right? probably the biggest part of the Venn diagram, right? Yeah. I mean, Colonel Bruce was, and I didn't know that, that Bruce was such a big influence on Fish uh, really until he died. And I started hearing stuff from from Fish people about yeah. about his influence. Um, I mean, obviously he was, you know, as as JB said in uh, at New Year's 96, our mother and daddy and soul savior, Mr. Bruce Hampton. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was, he was a big part of them. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Zambi, you uh-huh. know, and it really, I think, I mean, if you ask them to, a, to a man, they would say that that was their biggest influence. Yeah. What do you think was it Bruce. was about Bruce Hampton? Cause I've heard John Fishman particularly talk about it, but yeah. I think Trey well, and Mike and all of them. Yeah, we did. We did a whole episode on the blues tape about Bruce. And, um, I would encourage you to listen to it cause we had Jeff Hansen on. He, I uh, had some really good insight on Bruce, but it's nice. about it's about playing with intention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like playing for ten people as if they were ten thousand, and uh, and just you know, when in doubt, go completely out. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't mm-hmm. don't hold back and don't think about it. Just play. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I know that's how he impacted Panic. I can only you know assume that that's yeah. the same yeah. as fish right yeah and the and i think fish got a little bit more of the well they already had sort of the wackiness yeah. aspect yeah right? and that was right and so i think that you know panic probably got a little bit of that from from him yeah uh, and i i don't know when i mean it would be great if you could you know call up trey and we could yeah. ask him but we'll call him. um i don't know if uh i mean i would assume that the panic's relationship with bruce predates fishes and maybe there was even like maybe even panic introduced yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that entry point was yeah because they were coming down there like right because I mean, he was in atlanta right in, yeah. in 89 and 90 and that's when um you know the the band you know sort of so anyway that uh yeah, that that's a huge overlap for sure, mm. and the Dead and the Almond Brothers, of course. Mm. Um, what what else do you think is like in there? I mean, I, I feel like classic rock is just like a little bit abstract, but yeah, it is yeah. there, right? Right. I mean, I think what 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 to me what makes Panic so interesting uh, is, uh, yeah, they're a six headed monster that 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 you know runs in tandem, and it's not about you know uh, solos, you know, in different stanzas of a song right mm-hmm. it's about like building up to a single thing mm-hmm. a, as a you know as an entity and um and to that end i think each member brings their own you know they've all i think got their own influences right mm-hmm. so uh how michael hauser was a was a big like metalhead, mm-hmm. you know and so he he got some of that but he also was really into prog rock and so like yes and stuff like that um which also really influenced trey right yeah and um you know, which is interesting because they they sound very different, but yeah. that they do have like the, those uh, common influences. Yeah. Um, you know, John Bell was, uh, you know, Cat Stevens. Um, you know, Michael Stanley is a guy from Cleveland, mm-hmm. and uh, Van Morrison. You know, so more sort of singer songwriter. Yeah. Um, Dave Schools was a big Deadhead. Um, you know, so and and JoJo Herman brings that sort of um, that New Orleans like ragtime mm-hmm. uh, Professor Longhair. 
which I'm not sure if Trey does much of that kind of, you know, uh, yeah. barroom piano type. Yeah, not really. Know. I mean, Paige, the, you know, who plays keys and piano, he was influenced by a lot of jazz, but mm-hmm. but I don't think the, like the Panic guys. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's all of that stuff sort of gumbo mixed up, yep. you know, and that's why I think New Orleans is such a big part of that band is because New Orleans is, you know, takes from all these different, you know, styles and that's you know that's what a gumbo is right? yeah just kind of mixing up all kinds of things yeah and we talked about on bluest tape like the the it was harder for fish to get south from burlington to play mm-hmm. shows in different cities whereas for panic it was probably easier to just get on the road, know, and, drive the road and go <laughs> drive to new orleans or go up to south right. carolina or north carolina or, yeah you know, i mean just getting all those different things because so. i was just looking back at the dates um so fish played at tip tips um Fall of 90, spring of 91, okay. fall of 91, spring of 93, which I've been to, I've been to Tipitina's a lot and I can't imagine seeing, seeing fish, fish there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously different time. But. Right. Panic played, the last time Panic played there a bunch, but summer 96 was the last time they played two nights there. And apparently it was, uh, you know, I mean, the shows are fantastic, but um, that was still before Tips had air conditioning. Oh, okay. And so yeah. you're late June in New Orleans yeah. and it's packed. I couldn't even imagine how fucking hot that place was. I, w- I was there for a jazz fest. I mean, I've been I've been to like six or seven jazz fests, but one that I went to where we were waiting for like, I feel like it was like Michael Franti and someone else to play a late night there. You know, it was like two a.m. and they were going to start at three, and it was it was packed and it was hot, and the show hadn't started, and it was like three o'clock. <laughs> what am I doing here? But it's a classic place. Um, uh, so. So Harvey, before we get into some of these shows, um, did you did you did you go? Did you think about going again, like after '96, or did it just not really cross your radar? Um, so no, I mean, I think I definitely did consider it. You know what I mean? And I will say that so Fish played at Rupp in Lexington, which is where I, where I went to college, and and I live outside of still. Um, in November of yeah. 11, 7, 96. Look at you. I mean, dropping you all it. kinds you of dates. Come on. I got some. Our, you can be our stats guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. awesome. I know. You That's can, a great, great show. Great yeah. Show. So, so I didn't go to that out of protest because, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all, all of the people I knew went to that show, mm-hmm. um, including my wife, before we met. Mm-hmm. Um, she, not a fan of the vacuum. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a, what, what song is that? Um, I think in Rupp, it's that's bike. Okay, yeah. So yeah, she's not a fan of that. <laughs> um, but that same night uh, at the Kentucky Theater, right down the road from Rupp Arena, uh, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones play. Okay, and so about like eight, you know, of like my Panic Running buddies went to go see Bela Fleck instead of Fish that night. Wow, and it was a great show. Yeah, I'm sure. I, mean, I, got, I you know, I, I do have a little bit of regret that I didn't go to that Rupp show, but. I was I was perfectly happy to go see Bela, and you know, at that point I was pretty much committed to Panic, and, I, and yeah. not like I had to choose one or the other, right. but that was like if I had money and time, I was going to see Panic. I wasn't going to see Fish. Yeah, and we and, talked on Blue's tape about '96, spring of '96, and and I mean a lot in '96. You saw a lot of Panic right. shows. Yeah, '96, '97, '98. Those are sort of my prime years. Yeah, and that's when Fish was playing around a lot, and I just didn't go. Yeah, and um. At the point where I stopped seeing Panic a bunch, you know, which would have been like '03. Um, I mean, and then you know, Fish took breaks yeah. too, right? Yeah. I mean, so there are times that they just weren't around. Yeah. And then when they did, I was like, you know, my life had changed. Yeah. You know, I got married and I had a real job, and yep. you know, it just wasn't as big a thing. Yeah. And I got into different music, and yeah. So, um, but that being said, I I would totally go see Fish All if right. they played somewhere close. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. We'll make it happen. All right. We'll go to Cincinnati or something. Yeah, I would definitely. I would. I, you know, mark it down. If Fish plays in Cincinnati <laughs> and I'm not working, and we can get a babysitter, I'll go see him. <laughs> okay. So, so we're going to talk a little bit about the shows that I, I recommended for Harvey and and for those of you listening who want to tell me what I should have recommended instead. You can did do you that. ask? I didn't. Uh, I should have. Uh. I actually I asked our co-hosts, um, and and they gave some input. But so I think the biggest criticism is that i i didn't give you anything from 95 but i couldn't yeah, i was kind of well, but i will say i'm probably as familiar with 95 as okay. as as any years of fish i just couldn't 95 and 96 were probably the years i listened to the most um Good. just because that's when people were around that were listening to that stuff and i knew that i knew that uh 
Louisville Garden Show real well. Mm-hmm. I, I knew the Halloween 95. I knew the Halloween 96. Um, you know, I had all the Red Rock shows from 96. Yeah. And Deer Creek. I mean, so that was, you know, that was the time that I was listening to them. So I'm kind of excited that I got into different okay. eras. Cool. And I think um, Summer 95 is like a different psychedelic abyss that we can dive into another time. Probably not. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the shows that, we t- that we're going to talk about are 416.92, which I chose because it's one of the first, maybe the first like bootleg CD I ever had. And, and it's a soundboard and it comes from this like very prolific time in the band's history. Is it like bootleg CD, like one that you bought for $60 at a... Yeah, one of those record stores. I, I mean, like, not like that one would buy. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, with like a different. Thing. Yeah, with a different cover. Or the titles all title. fucked up. Yeah, yeah the, exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about eleven seventeen ninety seven, which is probably my most revisited fish show over the years. Um, and then we're going to talk about the the jam filled night for the Baker's Dozen seven twenty five seventeen. So. I mean, maybe we should start with the ninety two show and just yeah. see. Did this? Did this sound like? Do you know who opened for, for Fish that night? I don't. A widespread panic. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know, even know that. Yeah. That's amazing. So they did a, <laughs> the night before at, uh, in LA, 415, okay. panic open for Fish, and then the night after at the Warfield, panic open for Fish. That's amazing. So they're, they're, But not a, lot of, like, not a lot of crossover in the music. Like no guesting, right? No. Yeah. So the first time that, that Fish... Uh, appeared on stage with panic was 11 11 93 okay uh at the roxy in la um the whole encore had trey and um and page mm. which is actually fantastic yeah. playing so okay. um you'll have to listen to all that. right we'll we'll link to that 11 11 93 yep. so i had no idea so they were it's crazy though that they were uh i mean we, we talked it was like about they it. were i mean obviously fish was on tour and panic was on tour so it's just like they picked those three shows mm-hmm. to you know, hit together. Yeah, because it wasn't know. the full tour. No, no, no. And in fact, Panic, you know, was doing two two sets every night except those three, and okay. doing that opening set. Interesting. So, yeah. Um. So, what do you think of that show? Any any like highlights or anything that you found interesting or not interesting particularly? <laughs> okay. So I will say, I mean, this is uh, this is a good entry point for me because I've got some rift stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and so um, this is more of that era yep. that I'm into. Yep. So. Here I'm just going to kind of run through some of the notes that I took yeah, down. Yeah. Um, so buried alive, I heard some uh, ARU mm-hmm. stuff in there, mm-hmm. like in a good way. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, the possum was really good up until about eight minutes in, and I wrote down wank fest. <laughs> but the first eight minutes were great, and so please again, you know, at at Rojay cool. if you have any problems with my <laughs> my takes, but. So that's sort of like yeah. that's where I get I I have a hard time sometimes. Yeah. Just like the I think you know, that's I think and, that's normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, then let's see. It's ice. I really like that. It was. It seemed like a pretty tight jam. Mm-hmm. Like and I did. So is that normal? 
Like, yeah. or was that more of like that era? And now it's not as much. No, it is that when they play that song, it is pretty. It's it's pretty tight. Like, key, it sticks to the composed part, but with like a little bit of a jam in there. Yeah. in the middle. So that's. I mean, I think that's that's more of the kind of thing that that I like, mm-hmm. right? And again, mm-hmm. like I can't remember if we talked about this, but you know, song song oriented jams, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. where it's. Uh, you know, take it out if you need to, but but we're still we're in the context of yeah. the song, yeah. right? We're not just, it's not like a, you know, we're not just we're not just playing jazz here, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, That's going to be different for those other shows. Yeah, so yeah, we'll get, no, we'll, we'll get, get there. I got good stuff too. So uh, the rift was really good. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, bouncing around the room. Mm-hmm. What? Where are we? What's fish Twitter on bouncing around the room? Everything's everything's good. I think it's like a. I think it's a very. People are cool. Song. It's not like yeah. Um, it's it's. I think back in the day, I think it was funny. Like you were describing friends who were like, you know, thought they were really cool to be fish fans. I think back uh-huh. in those days of like where you like people were too cool, for, too cool for bounce for around. Bounce around. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I think everyone's sort of come back around. I think Tom. I mean Tom. I think thinks that it's one of the best songs that he and Trey. I mean, I think it's together. a fantastic yeah. song, and I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I think it's great. So I just was curious. Yeah. Um. What about like so? Where I put a comparison to was there was a song that 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 Panic did called Coconut, mm-hmm. which was like their first hit, mm-hmm. like college hit, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it was, and so they stopped playing it mm-hmm. in like 1993 because that's all people would would request mm-hmm. at shows and they're like yeah no we're not the band that plays coconut right? <laughs> right and so they would only play it at halloween that was the only time they would play it huh. uh, from like 92 to 97 mm-hmm. they didn't play it except on halloween interesting um, and now it's back in like regular rotation uh-huh. and it's a fun song yeah. but it was just like they had uh, so we need a break yeah they need a break right <laughs> so i didn't know if bouncing was like that or, no yeah. that, that never really left yeah. the rotation it's always been sort of in the in the rotation and and fairly Fairly prominent, okay. but it's a good question because I think it gets a bad rep. But yeah, I think it's I think it's like come around now to where people are okay with it again. Okay, um, fee uh, the fee maze is really good. That's a um, good combination. Yeah, I like that, and that was the first. That was the first like segue from the show, mm-hmm. but like that was that was good. Yeah. I was happy to see that. Um, the rest of the set, I'm not so much into. Yeah. Is this Game Hinge? Yeah, it's sort okay. of Game Hinge, yeah, with the narration. And yeah, the, it's just no. <laughs> so. What's funny is, so first, like the, yeah, the Colonel Forvin, I was just was like, I, I kind of bored. But I was listening to this, so I get, I got, I usually get home before my wife. And so I got, I listened to the first part of this at work and I got home and like put it on the speakers at, at, at the house. It was like getting dinner ready. And she is, she is actually way harsher on fish than I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm cool with fish. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as mm-hmm. you guys are cool with me, I'm cool with you. But <laughs> my wife is like, I, I really, it was the, it was a fucking vacuum, man. Yeah. Like it was like, she was scarred mm-hmm. from the vacuum. And this has and, a vacuum later too. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so of course she walked into the house during, you know, Iculus or whatever. And she's like, what the, what are you listening to? What are you doing? Why are you listening to this? You're like, so it's had, a special project. Right. And, I, and she was like, okay, well put it on your, put your damn air, AirPods in and you know, <laughs> That's awesome. So um, um, okay, so well, I just want to say the the end the end of the set there. There's a the run like an antelope, which which is like a very standard set closer in this era with like very fast guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of like an intense build up to mm-hmm. to the end. One of the highlights of this show for me. Um, but let's let's let's. I like this. This is fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not being too harsh. Am no, I? No, no, okay, this is all good. right. I like getting the perspective. Um, so I don't have as many notes for the second set. Yeah, I, mean, okay. I think I enjoyed it. I mean, I really like these. Are a lot of songs that I like. Mm-hmm. I like. I saw lizards at Deer Creek. I like that song. Mike's Weekapog is really good. I I had always seen I Am Hydrogen on mm-hmm. setlist, but had never. I don't know that I'd ever actually listened to it before. And that's it's cool, it's right? It's a really beautiful little piece. Yeah. yeah. Do they play that often? Um, Yes, it used to be that for many years it was like Mike's Hydrogen Week Apart, right. the three of them together, right. and then it then it veered off where Hydrogen was became its own thing. Yeah, it, or no, it became less common. Oh, okay. So it'd be Mike's, then something, something. then Week Apart. Yeah. Which is now like you'll hear Hydrogen um, more frequently, but yeah, there okay. was there was a break for sure. Cool. Um, and then again, these are yeah, these are all songs that I like um, from you know from uh, Rift era yeah. and. Um, so then, uh, Terrapin, yeah. what, what, what WTF is that is what I wrote down. <laughs> so, so that's just like, uh, you know, 
That's just a fisherman fisherman song okay. that he sings, and then he gets you know. Is it like in this cold as ice? Um, is that like? Yeah. So does he sing all the covers? Is that no, like okay? Because no. it's it feels like that. <clears throat> yeah. So. So Cold as Ice and Hold Your Head Up are the two okay. songs that they play before and they after don't play Cold, they do, yeah, before the vacuum solo. So <laughs> so Hold Your Head Up, basically the story is that Fishman it's like the the song that Fishman hated the most of like any song was Hold okay. Your Head Up. So, so he sings so it out of spite. Would, no, they would play it and then and then he would come up and sing a different song and do the vacuum solo. So he doesn't really, he doesn't sing Hold Your Head Up. It's just like, it's the song that means that he's about to play the vacuum. Okay. And then if he's going to play the vacuum, it's either like Terrapin or or uh, Bike or, you know, there's okay. a couple others. All right, that that almost makes sense. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, I don't love the vacuum either, you know. It's uh-huh. just part of the deal. The, it's like, part of the show. I mean, I don't yeah, need yeah, to go... I don't you, need to see him do It's it. kind of like you're not making playlists of drum space. You're not making playlists out of vacuum solos. <laughs> exactly right. right. Okay. Well, and I don't, like, it doesn't happen that often anymore. So, yeah. and then you get like a whole acapella. Yeah. And so here. I was going to say that was pretty cool-ish. It's, yeah. So that's kind of a unique part of, of, of a show or maybe something you didn't expect to hear. Right. Now, I guess I wasn't surprised, but I hadn't, I noticed I'd never really heard any of that. And so that was, um. I enjoyed that. That was some cool stuff. For yeah, sure. and they they just started doing that, like the you know in in was this that this era, era. kind of yeah okay. yeah, and I think they actually started paying attention to their their singing. Like there was a long time where they just would yeah just just sing right. you know and and really concentrate on playing their instruments as you know yeah and then um and then okay so then let me ask you this yep. what does it say about me. That Susie Greenberg is one of my favorite fish songs. Good. It's awesome. Is that good? Yeah. It's okay. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. It's a rocking, it's a rocking closer. Sure. And yeah, this especially in this era, like that's a great, great rocking closer. Okay. So I, I, I approve of that. All right. Oh, cool, man. All right. Oh, yeah. So that's what I got <laughs> for this 92 show. I enjoyed this. Okay. I would, um, I don't know. Should I, should I rank the three? Yeah. 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 Do we yeah. want to do it at the end or you want to tell you? Let's go to the end. I think it'll be show. pretty obvious by the time that we get, yeah. get done. <laughs> I'm sure. So, so the reason that I chose this 11, 17, 97 show is that to me, this is the, one of the best, um, one of the best first sets I think that, that fish has ever played. And, mm-hmm. and also just one of the best like representations of what was going on in 97 playing, which is like, as I mentioned in the notes, like sort of a combination of funk, but also just this, like it became much more atmospheric, much more exploratory, mm-hmm. which I'm mm-hmm. sure that you heard mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, did you catch that? Like, right. You know, yeah. Right into the 17 minute and 52 second. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I, I like the tweezer. I generally like tweezer. I feel like it's again, I think even though they get out there on jams, mm-hmm. You're, I think most of the time they're still sort of in the context of the song, right? You yeah. know what I mean? It's just a long song. It's yeah. kind of like you enjoy myself, right? Yeah. Like they have these big jams, but it's still just because the song's very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Reba, I was good until about five minutes in. Okay. And then I got lost. Did you did you get brought back in during like the, after the... Okay, so, yeah. so not interested in the dissonance. Yeah. Just basically, uh-huh. you know, but... Then they sort of went into a mellow jam yeah. after that, which yeah. wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but again, like, to me, it felt like unrelated to the song, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's just not knowing it well enough to know that, like, to look for that or, you know, or to be excited about that or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just listening to it as a virgin. No, I think that's, um, I think that's fair. It's not really related. So, like, the, the part you're talking about with the dissonance, there's, like, the prog rock sort of composition. Uh-huh. And then it just ends, and then it goes into a really mellow, right. awesome jam. Yeah, yeah. So that part I was cool <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, fair. My, my question, though, and what seemed like a maybe a mixed, missed opportunity was, mm-hmm. like, it, they, I don't, they didn't go into the next song. Right. And so it seemed like, well, you know, you're you're out there. Mm-hmm. Can't you find a way to get to, because, and then again, this is just, like, what I like about, Especially, well, just when I go to these shows, like I like being surprised by, like, yeah. oh, damn, where did that come from? Yeah. Or you know, and yeah. so when they don't do that, then that's just I feel like it's a missed. Yeah, missed I think that's fair. Yeah, it was it kind of stopped because also Reba usually has this ending that's like whistling, okay. where they do this whistling thing, and they didn't do it here, so there was like 
there's no reason not to go into the next song, which is a okay. slow, yeah. a slow kind of acoustic song. Right. Um, uh, the ghost is really nice. I want to listen to that again because that was like, um, you know, it's like you were talking about on, on those tapes. Sometimes you kind of just get lost in, yeah. you know, and you're not really sure. And it's like, but I do know that I liked it and I wanted to go back to it again. Yeah. That's my, that's possibly my, it's definitely in my top five favorite fish jams of all time. That ghost, mostly because of the the latter part, the kind of blissful peaks that they get to is just man. Is ghost a a, a common vehicle for that kind of stuff? Yeah, okay. yeah. When it was introduced, so they started playing it in 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 ninety seven. So okay. once it showed up, it was it was you know became and stayed. A and I apologize that you're staple. having to go like one hundred and one. No, with this me is on this, this is what this is for. Okay, you, we did the same thing for okay. Fennec. So right. this is it's all good. Okay. Um. Okay, so Down With Disease, that's good. I knew that that was, and this is just from my knowledge from back in the day, was, Mm -hmm. you know, that was like the TV hit, right? And so then they just decided to start making it 20 minutes every time they played it, right? (laughs) Right. Which is cool. In this era, there's like, as you can tell, there's a lot of 20 minute. Down With Diseases. 20 minute, yeah, 20 minute everything, you know? Yeah, right, right. So so that part was was good, I thought. And then... um, I also really like the the Johnny B. Good and Jesus Left Chicago. Um, I like when they play the blues. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Is that not a? I don't know. Yeah, they don't do it very much. But right. in '97, they played Jesus Just Left Chicago like maybe five or six times. I'm not sure offhand, but um, several versions were like very, very good. And yeah, you're right. There's there's especially because Paige is singing, right? So like, Paige is not. The primary singer, mm-hmm. but I think people who are newer to fish. I, I took my brother-in-law to a fish show, and he's like a Little Feet fan and likes a lot of good music, mm-hmm. but never listened to fish. And he, he, uh, it was in 2009, and his only real comment after the show was like, "They should let the piano player sing." More. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> so I think that's like a pretty common. Yeah, because he's he has a good voice, and he he can play songs like this like really really well. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Jesus loves Chicago. And he headed down to New Orleans. Jesus loves Chicago. When the circus comes, mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was pretty awful. You did? Yeah. Is that a song that they play? Is that a good song? It's, I mean, it's a song that they play for sure. I mean, it's... Did they, it, is it on an album? No, it's it's by Los Lobos. Okay. Um, they started playing I bet their it, version's better. It could <laughs> be. Sorry. I think they started playing it in 97, but um, they 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 played it a lot in 97, but... but yeah, I don't know. They were feeling something about this, about the cover. They yeah. didn't, they didn't Maybe I need to go back and listen that. to it again. I might have just been in a bad no, no, mood I when I listened to it. I think it's okay. You don't have to like them all, you know? Um, I mean, I like more than you thought I would, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then, you know, as as someone who likes songs that 
stark, you know, cohesive. I'm sure uh-huh. this 24 minute you yeah. enjoy myself was well, right. But I mean, isn't that what's the standard you enjoy myself is like 12 or 15? I mean, I mean, um, they're usually about 20 minutes, usually because okay. there's like a three to five minute vocal jam at the end. Oh, right, right. So you got to have the vocal jam. How long? There. How long is the album version? Oh, good question. Yeah, Man, I've got so many questions. 12, 12, 14 minutes. Okay, yeah, that's probably more my, my yeah, or like maybe like seventeen. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. This one is like very. It's not bad. I mean, uh, so here's what I wrote: some yeah. cool jamming, and you enjoy myself, but mm-hmm. I have to admit, some of it seems pretty aimless. Yeah, this is a this is an un, this is like a different kind of you enjoy myself. Um, I think this show is like mostly about the first set, but there's a couple there's some gems in the second set. Um, did you obviously the sound and everything is so much different from the ninety two show. Sure. And you liked the ninety two show more. I mean probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if I'm gonna sit down and listen to it, I would probably choose that. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Not that I disliked this. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't. Well you listened to it, so that's good. Made it all the way through. <laughs> so so then we got to the, the 2017 show. So I, I noted in my email to Harvey that, of course, the reason we I chose this is that they just pulled off this incredible... Yeah, no, and I mean, I'm not... I know about the... The, the Baker's Dozen. Right. Yeah, it's like it was hard to it's miss cool. in yeah, the no, summer awesome. of 2017. And I just think this, you know, when it when they, when they you knew that they were going to do the donut thing, everyone <laughs> I'm was... So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Those are words that that we'll never never say on the blue estate. Yeah, yeah. So our friend Felicia, actually, who works works at Federal Donuts, they provided all the donuts. So she had like a, she had a cool, cool story about it. She's a friend of the pod. She's a friend of the pod. She's a friend of Osiris. She's a friend of all of us. Cool. Um, But she, she got like, anyway, she has cool stories about how all 13 nights of donuts got made Mm -hmm. and delivered and and all that. But um, how many of those shows did you go to? I only saw four of the thirteen. Oh, yeah, call I'm yourself a real seri- fan. <laughs> I'm a pretty serious noob. Um, <laughs> so many friends who who saw all thirteen. Oh, it's, really? Yeah. Oh, what? Jeez. Yeah. In like, you have to live in New York to do that. I mean, that seems like really intense. Yeah, or, to... or yeah, relocate for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Get a job there for a yeah. month. Yeah, the twenty first of July until the sixth of August. So did they was, take some days off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was like a. Thursday nights and Monday nights, I think, were the two nights off. So, so Panic did, um, they did 10 nights in Paris uh-huh. in spring of 98. They did uh, at like a little club in Paris, five nights, and it took two days off and did five more nights. Wow. Um, That's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. shows. And now they, they did some repeats, but they mm-hmm. definitely, you know. That you know, as far as like a stand, yeah, right, that's that's about as close. Are they good as they shows? Go. They're really good. Yeah. There's a great episode of the Blues Tape. Two of them actually. We did two parter cool. on the on the nice. Paris '98 shows. Nice. So. Did they do a lot of Europe stuff? So that was their first time there. Was yeah. in uh, spring of '98, and then they went back in I think the fall of '98. Yeah. They did a short run, and then they went back again in '99, and then they were going to go in fall of 2000, and then. Like nine eleven happened, mm-hmm. and then Hauser got sick. So, so this this two thousand seventeen. Obviously, there's thirteen shows. This, I think, what I was gonna say about the donuts is people were waiting. <laughs> <Back to donuts. laughs> people were waiting Sorry. for something jam oriented. Okay, right? like that was expected. It was expected there because was then they would jam, which is all. It's funny because I think in contrast to Panic fans, like it's literally all we want Fish to do is jam. <laughs> I don't think that's contrary. Well, yeah, I mean, outside of songs. Yeah, right? no, I mean, I, people, and I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't, you know, claim to be representative of the fan base. I mean, there, I'm sure there are folks at Panic shows that would love four, four song seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not really my thing. Yep. So yeah, um, but yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. So people knew that that was coming. I mean, the, these thirteen shows, and maybe it's the same for like the ten shows in Paris you're describing. Like being in a one place for so long right. and being able to be comfortable, and and Madison Square Garden is the place where they're the most comfortable. It just led to like, I mean, all thirteen nights are are really, really, really good shows. So, so which night is this? Like this fifth? is the fifth night. First, fourth, fourth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this. And was were you the, at the show? I was not. Okay. Yeah. 
That's and you, I, and I nobody kinda... knew the theme until they walked in, right, and got the donut. Yeah, you get the donut before <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> you get the donut before the show, okay. and then you know, and then you know. Um, yeah, so they played the the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then took Monday off, and then this is the Tuesday show. Okay. So this is the fourth. All right. So, 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 what do you think? What What are your What were your takeaways um, from this? This was my favorite show. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! So um, great to hear. That, and so, and I kind of like to go bigger picture yeah. here. Like I, I do wonder whether like Fish 3.0 is is more my speed than mm. than than definitely Fish 2.0 yeah. or like late 1.0. I think that is um, yep. Because uh, so I mean I I didn't take a whole lot of notes because I was just listening to yeah. it and I yeah. and I've been listening to it on the road some too. So obviously it's not safe. Yeah. to like <laughs> take notes <laughs> right while, while you're driving. driving. But um, so all right. So here are a few things I did. The the in sample in the jar. So is this. That's a long version of Sample yeah, of the exactly. Jar. Yeah. They don't normally do that. They usually don't. So and, and I thought the drop back in was awesome. Yeah. And so like that's what I like, right? Yeah. Like do whatever you want to do, but just like let's get yeah. Let's get back. And then that's like that to me is like the money shot. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is the payoff yep. of like whatever it is you're gonna do and then let's you know, yep. let's get back in and finish it. So that yep. I thought was awesome. And I think that was just indicative of how how well they were playing over the course of those 13 shows. So you know, would you just, say that kind of a jam is the exception or yeah. is that pretty, it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And well, especially in like sample, like sample in a jar could be a, a, an opener at any show, but not where you like go completely off script and then find a way yeah. back. So, okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. I wish that they did that. Not, not specifically in that song, but just yeah. those kinds of jams. Yeah. Cause that's really, I mean, I don't know. I feel like to me that's like a panic style jam. Yeah. Like that they, you know, yeah. that, you know, we're on theme, but we're yep. still within the, the thing. So, um, so I like that. Uh, Lawn Boy was really pretty damn sick. Yeah. You know? It's like, like a pretty crazy 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are a couple spots where to me it got a little lost. And I mean, mm-hmm. again, this is just, you know, I realize that this is what they do. Yeah. So I'm not, it's not really a criticism. Right. It's right. just like, yeah. and I know it's, I know they're not lost. It just, yeah. I get lost. Right. Yeah. And, um, but I thought for the most part for it to be a 30 minute jam, it was pretty coherent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, That's I don't know if they like, uh, you know, script that stuff out or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. if it's just like, let's just jump off. I know? think it was, so that's a good, one of the things you said about the, the 3.0 being your style. I think they, in 3.0, they cycle through a lot more, like different um, themes and approaches and things, like more quickly. Yeah, you know, that's, like that's, in the late 90s yeah. and and especially in 2.0, it would be just kind of like it it would feel aimless if you weren't like if you weren't into that particular yeah or character. like knowledgeable enough yeah. to like know yeah. where it is going. Yeah, or, so like in this lawn boy, there's lots of different pieces that that were pretty distinct from each other so you could feel like it felt like it was moving along to a different point yeah i'm glad you liked it that's awesome no it was good (laughs) um so my friend and stash i thought were both like pretty chill and Mm -hmm. badass Mm -hmm. um and then yeah so that i mean that was all really good cool the um so the cross-eyed and painless yeah i was really good with like the first 22 minutes of it um, <laughs> which is a pretty good <laughs> place to start. And, but then it kind of came back at the end. Yeah. It was just like, there was just a spot there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, just my taste. So, yeah. Um, the, so Fishman sings that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, that's where I got to, does he sing all the covers? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got um, it. Yep. And I can say this without sounding <laughs> like a total dick. And, Cause I don't think it's, I don't think it is, but like, it doesn't feel like as, uh, honoring to the you know not that it yeah. has to be exactly like but it it it, it feels sort of campy like uh-huh. it's, you know and maybe not just this one specifically but yeah like to me like a cover is like you're you're you're, you're making a statement about either the artist or the song that it, that it has an influence on as a band mm-hmm. um that it has an influence on you and you're going to kind of make your best yeah like you paying know. homage to right. the original right yeah and it doesn't have to like it can sound completely different yeah but you're like you're you know you're you're making a statement about what it is. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I think Fishman's like homage to it is just playing amazing drums. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I get no, that. No, I think you're no, right. For like, sure. He has a different. Um, 
he has a much more straightforward way of singing that's like not it's more like speaking mm-hmm. right which, right. which Cross-Eyed and Painless does yeah. have that style. Well, and, I, and I, like that's where I almost came back around. It's like, well, I mean, paying homage to Talking Heads kind of like being weird yeah. is... You know, yeah, and it's, it's sort like, of spoken word jamming, you know? Right. So um, it's, not, it's not a criticism. No, it's no, it's a good like question. A, I hadn't thought about that because it's just like how they've played it forever. But, but you're right that he kind of comes in on these more unconventional mm. lyrical songs. Like right. he doesn't do a lot of singing of just like traditional songs, you know? I mean, because Panic plays a bunch of Talking Heads songs. But like they do them with like you know they're like earnest right yeah and I mean they're not they don't sound exactly like the originals but yeah. it's like they're you know JB's doing his best to channel David Byrne and yeah like, you know, yeah that's interesting it, so. that's interesting I'm curious if people listening what you think about that because I haven't I hadn't actually thought about that before just because I'm so used to them playing cross side like that but it's a good it's a good point. <laughs> Thirty-minute jams, and and you you, you sort of enjoyed there. them both. Yeah, no, I yeah. did. Yeah, no, I really. I mean, honestly, I did. I enjoyed the show. Cool. Um, I mean, I had put on the uh, the release that they did. Yeah. The, so is any of this stuff on that? There's nothing from this night okay. on that release. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely some long stuff. Yeah. And yeah. um, and I was surprised at how much I liked that. Yeah. The you mixing. Know? I mean, the mixing it is sounds good, amazing. But, but I think you're right that there's something about 3.0 that might be a little bit more approachable even though mm-hmm. it's long longer yeah. jams right and it's like i mean i like jazz you know and i think yeah. honestly that's what it comes down to i was talking to a buddy of mine before i came out and i told him what i was doing yeah and he's like oh good fuck <laughs> but he's like basically and he's i mean he likes fish and he's like um he's like fish is a jazz band and panic mm-hmm. is a rock band huh. you know yeah. and it's like they each have their own take on it yeah you know what i mean and like fish is a jazz band that plays rock and roll and yeah. panic's a rock band that plays some jazz yeah you know and yeah. um but ultimately, that's what they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and um, so it was funny. Um, Rob Turner, I don't know if you yeah. saw, like he tweeted something because there was yeah. some back and forth with a lot with of you back guys. And, and about he was like, panic. you know, he's like, Panic at their best is a really great, you know, Southern jam band or yeah. something. Yeah, or Southern rock jam band. Yeah, and I, and I fixed it as saying, Watch what Panic is a great rock band. Yeah. You know, and so it's not, they're not just a jam band and they're not just Southern rock. Like yeah. They, you know, they ultimately are a rock band. Yeah. That, you know, has these different influences and, and that's what they are. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Fish is much more outside of traditional rock. Right. For sure. Yeah. And they're, yeah. I mean, obviously more classically trained. And, yeah. And I don't mean to like boil the whole thing no, down no, no. to something like super I, simple like that. I think that, it's but. fair though. And I think that's where you get the difference between like what we talked about on Bluest Tape where there's, you know, 10 to 15 songs that are all within five to eight minutes mm-hmm. right with with a couple that are outside of yeah that, right? and i mean yeah like the longest song you're going to ever see at a, at a panic show is probably 20 minutes mm-hmm. and that's going to be a uh more the exception than the rule yeah right yeah you know generally 
12 to 18 minutes is going to be about the max. Right? Yeah, and, which is um, still like a long yeah. song. No, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely exploratory, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, so, uh, but anyway, so I'm, so I didn't, you know, I'm hoping this isn't, this is more emblematic of the band as its current state than it is of just this run no, or it just is. this night. I think it is. Um, so that's why I'm saying I'm happy to go. Cool. See, well, we're, we're going to make it happen. And <laughs> what, what did you have any other sort of takeaways just going back to, to listen to fish intently maybe for the first time in a while? Um, hmm. No, I mean just the, the really the stark differences of the eras. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really appreciated you, you know, showing me all the different, you know, 92, 97 and 17. Yeah. And that, um, they all, and I, and I, I really, I'd like to go back and listen to some of that 95 stuff that I was more familiar with back yeah. in college. Yeah. Uh, and see if I, if I like it more or less yeah. or what, you know, but, um, I mean, generally I, I like a lot of their songs. That's why I like listening to their records because I like, for the most part, I like the songs. It's just the, you know, the, some of the super jams that yeah. I just, you know, I get a little lost. And, um, so, and there, I think there are definitely some songs that I'm just, but I mean, it's going to be the case of any band. I mean, no band except for Watch Red Panic is you're going to like every song. Right. right? <laughs> no, but even then, they've got some piss songs, right? You know, I mean, you've got to be able to go to the bathroom every once in a while. Right. But, right. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, it was, I was good. I'm, I'm glad that we, that we did this exercise. It was, yeah. uh, it was an adventure. And, um, I just gonna need to figure out ways to to sneak this stuff in without bothering my wife. Yeah, well, when we can next time we'll do something more. We'll like pick one really crazy jam from each band and and, and yeah, go and into like it or something deep. like that. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, sure. this has been fun and I learned a lot about about Panic and I, I said on Blue's tape I'm gonna go back and listen particularly to the '96 '97 stuff. So yeah, thanks for introducing me. So um, sure. thanks Harvey for for coming stopping by while you're in dc thank you for bringing delicious beer from aslan which is one of the fantastic one of the most amazing breweries out there (laughs) if you're coming through virginia you gotta you gotta get some aslan yeah so thanks absolutely it was fun man i appreciate uh you making the time and and uh yeah i hope that i didn't piss too many people off i don't think so but i'm curious i want to hear people's feedback and and i think you made some really good points about the sound and 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 some of the differences between the years so um Everyone should send us feedback and 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 tweet tweet at Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. No, seriously. I mean, come on. I'm a nice guy. He I just, is nice. You know, He's very nice. I, He's just a widespread panic fan, right. you know. <laughs> and I and I really hope that it's not. I mean, it does. It seem to me like I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole. I don't. And it's sort of like a. I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, it seems like fish fans shouldn't really care about the fact that they're that people like panic but it, it sometimes it does yeah, it you know does. what i mean it and does. and i don't think that panic fans really care like if they don't like fish they don't like fish but they're not like pissed at people for <laughs> for saying anything you know about what they like so it is I don't a know. little bit it's just my perspective i know i'm gonna we're gonna get some comments about this so i want people to <laughs> share but we're we're very widespread panic friendly in in, in this I'm glad. podcast yeah and i mean i just you know as long as you'll keep us on we're, we're like you know we're, we're token in the Osiris <laughs> network, but no. no, there there was actually one other thing that that I wanted to talk about that yeah. didn't get up, that, yeah. that we didn't get into was uh, guest appearances. Yeah, so like guests are like a big part of of Panic, right? And they like having people up. I mean, they've had fish got you know, yeah. like uh, Trey has has guested several times. Paige has guested several times, um, and and I think we had a like there was a bit of a Twitter fight about this yeah. too. And so it's like you know. It, and maybe it just comes down to the fact that like, you know, blues based rock is, is easier to like bring somebody up and like just, you know, jam yeah. on than some like, you know, big um piece. Yeah. Right? Um because yeah. it doesn't seem like Fish has that many, you know, guests. Yeah, no, they really up. don't. It's a good point. And that's like partially I think they're more protective of their music. Like it's more insular in a way, you know. And part of it is like some of the songs, like the compositions and stuff. But that doesn't mean you can't have someone come play "Loving Cup" or right or "Johnny Be Good" or, 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 be good or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they just, they they just. It's why they stopped having openers after a while. Like they just they like doing Trey likes. I think just having it be like their, uh-huh. you know, their thing. Yeah, it's just interesting because it, it really it is like the outlier in the quote unquote jam band community, mm-hmm. right? Because like yeah. most of the most of those bands like to interact and yeah, you know, I mean. Freaking Warren Haynes has played with everybody. Has yeah. he played with Fish? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right, good. He's obviously he's played with everybody. Yeah, he has. But, yeah, he's played um, with them a couple of times. But yeah, yeah, but not for a long time. Right. 
And um, so that was just that always yeah. kind of that struck me. Um, yeah, it is interesting. We've talked about that before in the podcast. Just that like there's not a lot of guest appearances. There were more in like the you know in the '90s when oh. when people were touring together, and I think maybe a little bit closer in proximity and that sort of thing. But yeah, because I feel like that's like you're kind of I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're, they're missing an opportunity there, right? Especially if you have like you know if you have a a group and i mean that they have like the big country horns is that yeah you know yeah. i mean like where you have like maybe folks that, that come up every once in a while and like you have the same group of songs that you yeah. can kind of do a different take on and i feel like that's an opportunity that you know yeah is missed, right yeah i mean um, so anyway. yeah if you're listening fish have some more guests <laughs> have some more guests Get Trey back on the phone yeah i think i think it, i do i do agree though that that is interesting because well, like and it's just it brings a whole it just brings another dynamic into it right and, yeah you know. i think a lot of fish fans people should tweet at us or let us know i think a lot of fish fans do not want guests really they go in to like have this be they want to go see fish. an immersive experience you know like kind of lame i'm sorry yeah i, know I mean that's, I, that's but yeah because they're like so so the thing like panic would do these these three night uh like new year's especially and new year's was always a big thing where they would have their friends because they were in atlanta right and yeah. so they would have david blackman or john Keane or colonel bruce colonel bruce came out all the time and but then you would usually get at least one night that was just straight panic right mm-hmm. and so but that would made it special right mm-hmm. it's like because you had all these other guests and those were highlights for those nights but then you had one night that was like it just balls of the wall panic right? yeah and so that's like sometimes it makes it special yeah. when it's not like that all the time. Yeah, so. yeah totally. I, I'm, I'm not against it necessarily as long as it doesn't fuck up my second set. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the encores or something. Fair, um, <laughs> fair, fair. All right. So this has been Harvey from Bluest Tape as our guest. We hope that everyone thanks, enjoyed. Guys. How about enjoyed. I piss anybody off? Nah, you're good. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You guys should send us um, thoughts and feedback and questions and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't done that already, we appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all soon. Keep on rocking. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.